Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventative maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that cater to your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with the Rush Truck Center's service department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your location's details. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hello, people of the world. I am Rebecca Nichols. Welcome to my podcast show, Finding Nirvana. For me, personally, Finding Nirvana was more about unlearning and becoming who I was destined to be. It's about releasing the shackles and stepping into uncertainty, but with surety that everything is going to plan. The divine plan. It's about releasing fear and vibing high with love. It's about living your truth and being really fucking unapologetic, babe. It's about forgiveness, deep connection, mindfulness, meditation, and hacking your own health and well-being. This is your life, your journey. And on this show, I'm here to support you through sharing and shedding some light. I'm here to empower you to be the highest version of yourself. So stay tuned, subscribe, and tell your friends, because we are going on a journey. And it is a journey, guys. I am so excited to have on the show today, the wonderful Anika. Is it Anika? Am I saying it right? Or Anika? Anika. There you go. I want to make sure that I'm saying, because it's, it's one of those ones, isn't it? You're not quite sure. Um, Annika is an award-winning, amazing writer. And she, her main thing, she's, you know, helping women find their voice, which I think is um, all about a movement of supporting women and empowering women to, you know, shine their light in the world. Um, I've gone through a whole phase of kind of that with my queen of my life um, before I kind of evolved into sort of like helping more of humanity, not just because I felt like I was excluding a lot of men out of the equation. So I kind of evolved past that. But I really feel that so important that women are empowered and women are taught that they matter, that their voice matters. So really excited to hear about um, more about that and more about your book and, and your story. So Annika, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, how you got into writing and, you know, the backstory. I said everyone's got a story as to what kind of got them to where they are right now, especially when we're talking about this journey of awakening, awakening to our purpose, finding that creativity that lies within all, us all. What started you on that journey? Well, for me, as a child, I was always very much interested in stories. And as soon as I knew how to write a story, I was. And I was definitely a child who loved English lessons, even asked for extra homework, magical. And it's just been a passion of mine over the years, but something that I thought was quite out of reach in terms of building a career around it. But mm -hmm. of course, that changed quite some time ago where 
I finished and published my first book and blogged and wrote on social media and have found all these different ways to write. Mm. But it was always it was always there and I was always very, very excited by by it. And it's always been something that I feel like it would always always exist, even if nobody was reading my work. But I, it would always yes. exist because for me, it is about purpose. It is about getting yes. my ideas and message out. That's important. I think it's important. I think I'm glad you touched on that because um, I think we should all have a creative output, regardless of what we're doing in our everyday lives and um, you know the things that we do for, say, an income versus what we do for passion. And I'm saying to a lot of people that you must have something that you're really passionate about, even if at first you're not making a lot of money from. So when people venture into, you know, well, okay, maybe a side hustle or a business that is, you know, at first just a, like a hobby, you know, and some people will start it out as a little side hustle, a little hobby, something that they're really excited about. I mean, my whole thing is feeling good. Like literally I want people to feel good. And if you're doing something that's making you feel good, whether it's like art or writing or, or anything like that, which is really encouraging us to be the creative beings that we are. We're all here just to create. And, and people can feel like disheartened sometimes because they're not making money from it. And like, I think at first, even in my career, I wasn't making a ton of money from doing what I was doing, but I was mm. so passionate about serving and and through my work helping people realize the potential that they had that it wasn't never really about the money in the beginning anyway so it's good that you've you've actually touched on that because I think that's what kind of like <clears throat> limits people in many ways I think as well when you tell yourself that you must make money from this and it was something that it was your passion it adds the pressure that you didn't need to go on then and then create so for me, it happens to be something that I love that I can also make money from. But the main thing is I really love writing and I really love communicating with people in that way. Love it. So it's, everything else is a bonus. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I'm still writing my book and it's been um, a bit of a, it's been a beautiful journey and it's been, it's been, I've written a whole entire book and I wasn't happy with it. And the book wasn't about anyone else. So it was about a journey for me to actually heal and get a lot of the stuff that I was it was a therapy for me it was kind of cathartic and which a lot of people say is when you're writing about those stories that you've you've had and the things that you've experienced because it's it is a really powerful way of releasing a lot of those emotions what would you say about that I agree with you completely and also this is something that you can do often so for me I, I journal often and I look at yeah. it as this is a communication that I'm having with myself and sometimes it's a case of you've written it down and when you read it back you didn't know that was going on in your head you didn't know you was feeling like this and it's a really amazing way of just kind of working through your experiences your feelings you might learn something about yourself you might change perspective and I feel like if you're somebody who doesn't open up very easily or can't always find the word or doesn't feel like you can express yourself in conversation to people or you have that little voice that tells you people don't really care or, or whatever it is for you 
actually writing down your experiences it can be so affirming and also it's like when you read it back you can really take stock of whatever it was that you came through and that you conquered because there's no denying what it is on paper and often in our heads it like we're used to it being in our heads but actually it being on paper and as reading it back it's like whoa yeah. we kind of dis, dis, detach from it in a way but we can can't deny it because it's our truth and yeah. i feel like we do that and we have a little bit of more respect for ourselves and and the journey because we can see it in print and i think that's pretty powerful yeah i look back on the things that i've written and go wow did i really write that was i really brave enough to to say that and um and you were and, and you I, are. I was and I am and I and I think it's um yeah like I said it's a very um way of, of kind of healing and releasing a lot of the stuff that we are holding inside of us is just uh, you know over a period of time even years you can think about it all the stuff that's just trapped in our emotional bodies um I find that for me it was yeah it was definitely um a need to write need to get it off my chest I need to express but also to you know when you share and write things so publicly like you know and I, and I do and I hold a space for people sharing my my um, vulnerable um, moments with the world has um, also kind of given people a sense of you know oh I'm not alone out here and there's um, other people that are you know experiencing what I'm experiencing and that just shows us how you know as humans we all kind of go through these these tough times in our lives and um it's part and parcel of it I guess <laughs> it is but also you know it's this is why it's so powerful if you do choose to share an aspect of your life you know and someone does see it, you just never know what kind of day they were having and that what they're reading about you know this person that they perceive to be a particular around social media having a shared experience might actually be the catalyst for change for them totally. and you may never ever meet this person and you may never ever speak to this person but you've changed yeah. their life and yeah, totally oh my god yeah i mean there's people that you know louise hay i mean she's not even here anymore i've never met her but yet through her work and her written work and through her courage to share um you know what, what she'd gone through in her life and her healing journey and, and a way to help others you know has has impact millions of people um so you know um if i'm only a fraction of that then you know i, I feel like you know my work is all about service to others and to help people understand the stories they've got um in their head so tell us a little bit more about um you know your your journey from you know childhood and and wanting to do this writing to becoming now the the writer that you are and um what made you what was what was the real catalyst for you for making it happen or how did it really happen well i'd okay where to even begin so i'd always written I'd always had loads of notebooks with ideas and poems and short stories and always really fantasised about the idea of finishing, book, finishing a book, but it just seemed at the time a very impossible task. And there was a short story that I'd written about a woman who is, was reflecting on her abusive marriage and didn't recognise herself and it kind of ended there. And I was really curious about what if her story didn't end there? What if I wrote her journey afterwards? What if she fought back? And so that became 
my first novel but it took four years on and off to write and there was lots going around in my personal life at that time that kind of put a stop on it and it felt like every time I would write something it would be read and interrogated and I'd be accused of all sorts all manner of things so I didn't feel re I didn't feel free to express myself in that way for a very long time and then when my when that relationship ended and I started to attend like spoken word events and sort of mixing with different types of creative people and my mind was just blown and all this inspiration poured in and I remember sitting down at the laptop and suddenly I just felt just ready to finish the story and I and I finished writing the book um, and it was just incredible and it it wasn't even brilliantly written it was just terribly written but I was just so glad to have finished yeah. it yeah yeah I achieved something that I really felt I was never going to be able to do but I did with ease apparently when I was inspired yeah Yeah. but it's funny because um I think when we look at the our bodies being in a safe place the parasympathetic state which is sort of something that I'm always encouraging people to understand on a deeper level like when we're in a really relaxed safe space and we're encouraged by others Um, and support it this is it this is the support that we need to create that's all kind of the root stuff so like Mm -hmm. you felt safe enough at that point to create because you didn't have anything else around you that was making you feel unsafe you felt calm in your body so when we're in that state ideas and creativity flow they can't not flow because that's who we are and then we feel like you say we've got the support of a a network of people around us that are encouraging us and saying yeah you can do it that's the power of community you Mm -hmm. found a community and in that space you were like you just flourished you just bloomed and then and I guess that's what you're doing now for others in many ways yeah absolutely and I feel like it's I feel like I've been at a point where you know everything did seem impossible and I couldn't do all these things for all these manner of reasons but then look at me now you know I finished I've published my first book in 2013 and it's now 2020 and I don't feel like you know I feel like all these things that I want to do are possible it's just a matter of time of when I start them and I feel like this you know it's it's a change in mindset and it's a change in belief system that I, I feel like that doesn't belong to me it's for me to share that with me. 100%. 100%. And then I think being of service to others is something that has really resonated with me a lot more recently in times of just a little bit more of because the ego wants to be all about me and sometimes we're doing it because we want to be seen and we want to be validated or we want to feel like we're enough so we create from that space which is like, we, we always put attain our happiness in, in that as well. I'll be happy when I get, when I actually finish the book, then I'll be satisfied. But then you find mm. actually that doesn't really happen because it's all about the end result. Your happiness is in the end result. The happiness is in, in the journey. And, and, and I've, I've learned that through all my creative um, work and understanding and then coming back to, my why of why am I doing this is this really about me is this written and then it's I've had light bulbs and (laughs) messages and you know like the universe is always kind of I'm open to receive those those messages as well 
And when I take the focus off me and I focus on we, a collective, and who I'm here to serve, it makes my work a lot easier anyway because I'm out of the equation. It's really about who who do I really want to help? And, it's, and sometimes it's like a younger version of me. Who, who, is my, who's, who am I really trying to serve? Maybe someone like me from 10 years ago who needed someone like me to help them on their journey to unraveling all those stories in their head that keep them limited and stuck. And, you know, we've spoke about before, you know, the trauma and everything that's that mm-hmm. we've encountered throughout our childhood as well. So, well, yeah, when we put our focus on others, and, and service, it changes everything. It changes how we feel as well. And you know, that's so um, key in you saying that, because I feel like it's really useful to be so self-reflective that you can tell the difference because, and, and it, it takes practice, doesn't it? You know, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this? And ask yourself those questions and kind of, kind of see how it feels. But something for me that I've noticed more recently, especially in relation to creating new content for social media so I'll I'll create graphics with a quote and then a bit of a caption maybe but what I've been doing more recently that's different is imagining my regular followers so some of them comment on everything so I know who they are and I'll think what does she need to know and then I'll create stuff around that and that that that's inspiring for me but people respond to that differently than rather than me thinking what do I want to say (laughs) you know just a, a slight adjustment actually Mm. makes the world a difference but again it's what people people are responding really well to because I, I wasn't just talking about Annika I was talking about actually yeah. what does this person yeah. probably want to know right now yeah. and it works yeah I think there's times where you do need to talk about you and your experience because that's helpful mm. and then there's times where you need to be focusing on like what what are people struggling with what what do they need yeah and I think it's always about it's good to have balance creating the right balance exactly yeah it is and um talk to me a little bit more about um your book she writes and and the whole idea about that is that quite a personal story for you it is it's not a biography as such it's a memoir and it really documents the healing journey that I am still on I don't know if we ever finished but I've certainly started it and I'd not initially set out to write a book at all I was just writing down my experiences I felt called to and I hadn't ever wanted to write down as explicitly as I have done but you know 18 months ago I felt like I really need to write my story I think I really need to tell my story so I just I just wrote it I just make I I broke down some key lessons that I'd learned and 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 wrote it that way and wrote the different chapters and stopped when I felt like I was meant to finish and I kind of just wrote everything out which was really brave for me especially at that point because I was owning the experiences and it was different because there were no shame attached to any of it so it felt really free to read it back um, and when it came to the editing round, there were some things that didn't quite make it, but actually I was, it's a piece of work I'm very, very proud of because it's not an easy read. It, it is a little bit gritty, but it's truth and it's, it's powerful and it's mine. And I wrote that and I'm proud of that. Mm. Um, and it was intended to be something that documents some of the key lessons that I had learned over the last couple of years specifically. But then I'm so, 
I just feel like my healing journey is not just for me. No. I feel like I've got this, I've got this incredible platform. I've got a way of creating, um, expressing myself creatively. So actually it just made sense that actually I've, I've done all of this healing and I'm still on that journey, but this is what I've learned so far. Yeah. So how can I best share my lessons with women who are or were like who I used to be or are where I am now? And so that's why I, um, I turned it into a book essentially, but the name came to me a, a, a good while before the universe gave me that. I didn't know what it was going to be for, but I was just, I wrote it down. And I thought it would become apparent eventually, and you know, it became the book. Yeah, it's fine. and it's it's great how we um, we follow our intuition on on certain things, not even really knowing mm. where it's leading us. I think that's really really powerful. So, talk to me about the healing journey. What's really worked for you in terms of healing? What have you noticed that and recognised that what you needed to do? Um, if someone's starting out on their journey and, and trying to understand how they step in their purpose, how they step, step up into their creative ability, um, where would you say it would need to start? For my healing journey, it was addressing my mental health. And I was never, I never used to be very good at asking for help. Mm. Um, I have been in and out of counselling over the years. And I always say, you know, there must have been something very different about the last time because the last time was so different and it changed everything. And the usual response that comes back was, no, it wasn't different. You were just ready. Mm. And I feel like that's quite, I feel like that's quite profound, really, because I was ready for change and I wasn't, I didn't want to keep telling the same story. And I recognised that I needed to go deeper because it did become a mental health issue. Yeah. And so my my usual practices of self-care and self-love got to a point where they weren't even working anymore. You needed to go deeper. Oh, absolutely. And my mind was scaring me and I recognised that I can't do this by myself. I need help. Yeah. And it was the best decision and just not worrying about what people are going to say about going to counselling or what people are going to say about going on medication so I could cope while going to counselling. And it was the best decision that I made. Um, and it served a purpose and got me back to feeling like I can control my, my headspace, but also I can connect with my emotions now and not feel massively overwhelmed by them. I can identify with them. I'm paying a lot more attention to when I feel triggered and what can I do to eliminate those experiences, but also focus on healing that little bit that it flagged up. And I suppose it's mostly about really strengthening the relationship and understanding that you have with and of yourself because if I didn't know these things about myself I probably would still be in that same cycle of I'm carrying all this I'm not really doing anything with it I'm just kind of moving it around yeah um if that, if that makes sense it's radical responsibility isn't it it's full ownership yeah. and um I think we all know that we're limiting ourselves and I know that you know we like I don't I'm yet to meet a person that hasn't at some point struggled in their mental health mm-hmm. it's more common than we realize it's just that um you know a lot of people just don't talk about it and you know I know I know that story of um and this particularly is associated with the heart chakra for anyone who's listening and kind of understands how 
the energy centers work or the chakras work you know they've all got their own unique personality and i find when we're not open in our heart space we're actually not open for support we're actually not open for help and it can feel that we can't even ask for help because it, we might just simply have a story of well no one really cares anyway so why am i bothering and and when we have that story and um, or we feel like we are burdened to people or we feel like other people have their problems and they don't really care about mine and therefore you know i i will just deal with this in the best way we can and i know that from my own experience of mm-hmm. actually dealing with a lot of trauma and dealing with a lot of heartache dealing with so many emotions and not feeling like i could ask for help or talk to someone about help that I should have been able to, even as someone who does the work I do, um, I should be able just to handle it and I should be able to work through it on my own. And that was my biggest mistake. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and not feeling like ashamed, you said, of going to get the professional help. And there are so many different types of um, therapy now. And there's, um, I, I love the whole idea of neurolinguistics linguistics um and programming reprogramming the mind because therapy can be a way of just talking about what's happened and how you feel Mm. but there's to navigate real change we we do have to tell ourselves a different story where i find that people can get stuck because if we don't tell ourselves a different story our brain will just go back to a default setting and that's why it's so important to recognize the story and it's so important then to give ourselves a new story. That's where affirmations really come into play. And that's where my work comes into play. Um, but I, I really want to encourage people who are listening to, to really see the stories, mm. really see them um, and never, never feel ashamed. Cause we've just had world mental health day, wasn't it? Just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And I really feel that this is a time where it, it, it's, 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 it's worry. I will be honest. It's a concern for me um, because there's so much change and there's so much uncertainty and there's a lot of dysregulation um, within our nervous systems. And we're not, you know, for, for people, this can be a very new experience for someone like me who's yeah. had a lifetime of trauma. I'm like, oh, here we go again. It's, it's you know, it's not, I'm, I may be a little bit more equipped to deal with it. And I feel that mm. that has been, um, I guess the, uh, that's, that's been a positive in many ways that I've, I've learned to build resilience. And resilience is really important and that we must understand that actually a little bit of stress and a little bit of trauma, actually quite normal. Like if you're, if you're, if you talk to a lot of people, you'll realize, as I said, you're not alone out here Mm. in the things that you've experienced. Um, And that's kind of comforting, but unless we talk about this stuff and we're having this space to be really open about how we feel, then we're not going to really do the deep healing that needs to be done we're just going to also also it's about you know being open to trying different things to help you through that process as well and just be you know not being afraid to try you know counseling doesn't work for everybody but it might be that you decide to go running and that's enough you go for a run every day after work and that's your thing and I feel like it's okay to try new things and put together a bit of a toolkit in in managing stress or managing yeah. yourself, Carol. It's a very individual thing, isn't it? And that how we deal and cope with stress and how 
different levels of stress and what one person would feel is like like not stressful at all and like completely yeah. okay you would be like this is the most stressful thing I've ever experienced and so there is really no right or wrong in any of it um and and just to say that we're all here expressing ourselves and having our own unique life experience so what I will perceive to be something that you know is a stressful situation or whatever or a trauma next person will, will think no not really mm. yeah, get over yourself and deal with it <laughs> you know and that's just how we and that's just you know because that's just how we perceive life it's life is yeah. about perception more than anything else um and I, I think it's just we have to have a tremendous amount of compassion is something that I know that within myself I've had to really 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 work on more than anything else and I think when you've experienced trauma and child and childhood trauma and, and that developmental trauma um it can be hard because if you're in that stress state fight flight your whole thing is survival you can't actually think about another person and so you might come across as being self-centered um selfish and not really giving a shit, but actually you're just trying to keep yourself alive. So, um, but there is power in that, in, 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 in helping others and being of service in others. Because it, if, it can, if you could just take the focus off you for a minute and shift to helping another being, there's such, there's such power in that. I've noticed it in my own life when I'm not kind of like, I've got to work on me and I've got to focus on me and I need to heal to well, actually we all need to heal. Mm. and we've all got something we need to heal from and that kind of openness and, and more willingness to connect and, and, and build a community or yeah, all in this together <laughs> and also when you know when we do that and we build that community and we contribute it and we help shape it and we put stuff in we're also getting stuff back and yeah. it's, it's mutually beneficial 100%. and I feel like it's you know when you're so used to just focusing on me I just need to get through this day oh my gosh this is all you know this is awful but actually if you try and look at a different way of managing it in the first instance it's always hard and it's always challenging but once you get over that hurdle and once you push past this this is on this unfamiliar ground it actually feels better and so for myself I know that growing up I found it very difficult to confide in anybody and talk to anybody about how I was feeling. I didn't know myself. Whereas now, you know, I'm in my thirties now, I would very much, I know that I will feel so much better if I just speak to a friend about what's happened today or, um, you know, and, and share that with my community that I've built. So there is room for change. There is room for growth and development. So you may not be the kind of person who does stuff like this, but actually there's great potential in us all just to change the way that we manage it. Yeah, no, definitely. And what sort of things are part of your um, self-care? What, you know, what do you do to keep you sane? Sane. Well, part of my self-care, I have um, a really close network of friends around me, so which are in like WhatsApp groups, which really helps because you just speak to the collective and then someone will sort of nominate themselves to come and check on me. <laughs> um, so I'm very good at saying I'm not feeling myself today. I'm very good at saying that. Um, but also I journal quite a lot. So for me, I think 
quite rapid. I think I overthink. I overthink so much when I'm really stressed or really worried or really anxious, and that increases. So the best way for me to manage that usually is journaling, and I'll write more than once a day if I need to. At times where I feel like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. So I get the, all of this that feels like a lot gets down onto paper as often as I need to and do. That's the monkey and, mind, isn't it? It's kind of just getting it out. Oh yeah, and it, it it makes it makes a world of difference. It just means my journal gets filled a lot quicker, and I have to buy more. <laughs> um, but, but I also have, um, you know, I use, I like candles. They're quite soothing of an evening. Incense. Yeah. Um, the smell does something as well. It's the, well, it's to, um, it's parasympathetic as well. The science behind that is that um, the sense the the the, the nose is a sensory it's mm. sensory so yes it's it's the a certain sense actually resonates with the frequency in terms of um the chakras as well so there's certain notes that actually resonate with us on, on a vibration so you know like you know all the earthy tones are very very mm. grounding so sort of like patchouli and vetiver and sandalwood and cedar wood they're all really earthy grounding relaxing i'm safe i'm calm yeah and so yeah like all that stuff is just 100 like do it because um it works it bloody works it bloody works and like you said like you know i'm kind of the person to move my body every day and if i don't mm. i feel it so um going to the gym is more about my mental health than it is about um anything else it's just a bonus that you know i get my body feels good and you know and uh you know whatever it's never really about oh my god look at my ass or whatever but you know mm. I, I that's a, i think it's a perk it's a perk my, i end up um but also like you know running around after a two-year-old you, you've got to have the energy so <laughs> it's a kind of a necessity for me uh, yeah de-stressing um it's it's non-negotiable for me mm. certain things that i have to do every single day it's and i and i i feel it i don't know about you but i feel it if i miss a day or or a couple of days or whatever you know i'm like i'm on edge because and, um, and this is it and i think with self-care it's something that you need to do even when you feel good it needs to be it doesn't need to always be something that you do as a reactive you know you can be very proactive and make it as part as you, of your daily so it might be that you wake up and you meditate and you journal and then you go on with your day mm. or it might be that in the evening that's your focus and you're always practicing these things even when you feel great even when you feel like everything's going well for you it's just as important because it's about developing that good habit and that practice yeah. that yeah. is even more effective on the, on the days that you really need it yeah no 100 percent. it should be it should be a habit. It should be things that we we form, that we are forming as as everyday, absolute, critical, non-essential. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's the little things that kind of yeah. make up the big picture of our life. Which I'm saying is, it's the same thing of self care is making sure you're putting the right things into your body as well, nourishing our bodies um, because that's all making sure our brain's getting the right nutrients, making sure our gut's getting the right, because that's all, it's all connected. You can't, so there's no separation. So, you know, I talk to people about four bodies. There's four bodies, you have four bodies. You don't have this physical body. You have an emotional body and a mental body and a spiritual body. 
and then the physical body is just like a very small aspect of who we are uh, and we're, we're so caught up in the physical and we're neglecting all these other aspects of ourselves, and then we're wondering why don't I feel so great yeah we don't see the connection um mm. and then, you know a lot of my work is um getting people to recognize um that a lot of dis-ease in our bodies is 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 a lot to do with the trauma and the the stuff that we're carrying and that and that's what shows up and that's my own experience with understanding how how I got into a diseased state it was because mm-hmm. mostly I was carrying guilt shame mm-hmm. resent blame anger all these things that really affect the emotional body um and so that's why it's so important to to talk to to get all this stuff out of us whatever way possible uh because feeling good is the main event <laughs> it, mm, it literally yeah. is and, and if you woke up every day and you're the only goal for the day was to feel good you fucking won and like i guess in a way that we could look at that as being selfish mm. i'm putting my needs i, I you know it's, it can be hard for us to self-care and self-love because in a world that, that might be perceived as being selfish or lazy. Mm. Lazy is another one. Like re- resting and just going with the flow or doing it at your own pace because you're, you're getting out of a box in many ways. You're not in that comparison, competitive race with another human being you're doing it your way and you're creating your own path don't do you have an experience with that um nothing that i can think of specifically but my general view is that people are going to have their own opinions about how i operate or live my life or take care of myself or put boundaries in and they were there will always be somebody who is opposed to that And that's absolutely fine, but that's also none of my business, you know? So I feel like once you can move away from worrying about what other people think, you can start entering the chapter of your life where you start worrying about what you think. Because actually, if I am loyal to myself and I take care of my own needs and I put up those boundaries and I'm clear on why I'm doing that, you know, I'll have a stronger relationship with myself because I can trust that I can keep myself safe. And that's what it comes down to. And there are people who are going to understand that. And there are people that aren't. But either way, it doesn't matter because my self-care is my self-care. Just as it's nothing to do with me, what you might do or somebody else might do, it's very, very individual and personal choice. But even then, in this mindset alone, you know, it's very different to the whole, oh, you mustn't do that because you might hurt their feelings or you mustn't say that because... It's, it, even this mindset alone you know can be met with some resistance but it doesn't matter because my relationship with myself is is very good it's very strong and very tight so <laughs> it doesn't really matter what anybody else that's an important message i think it's like that's um key it's really key i think i i think um i've limited myself with you know my creativity and i've limited myself because you know what I was a scared to shine. Mm. I was a scared to shine my light into the world. 
because you know here's the thing people aren't going to like it when they're shining your light and when you're really stepping in your power right and when you're really showing up and you don't give a fuck like you know and i and i recognize that and i see it and i feel it and so i might retreat because like oh i don't want others to feel bad i don't know people are suffering i know people and you know i don't want to make anyone feel bad about what they've created in their existence. But ultimately, because we're all creators, you know, bottom line is if something's really not going well for you in your life and things aren't on a path and, that, and you're not feeling good in, your, in yourself and you're not stepping in, into your power and you're using all your creative gifts, that's all on you. And until we recognize that, like we said before, it's taking full ownership of yourself and your life and understanding that, you are only you are the only one that is limiting you from having a better life and yeah. and and that was you know that was a big wake up call for me um and that happened years ago when i was like communicating with the moon <laughs> um there was like literally universe was like rebecca it's all your fault and i use that same thing every single time something doesn't work in my life every time there's something mistakes even if my children are doing something and they shouldn't have done it i don't even blame them because i'm the parent and this is i'm i'm i'm, I'm the responsible one right there's children mm -hmm. so if they fuck up they do something instead of blaming them because it, i know i don't want to be like that and i don't want to be that parent i'm like well, it's my fault obviously i'm not doing something right and this situation has emerged then in, immediately I can feel more ease within myself because I know, well, I'm responsible, I can fix it or I can have a conversation with them and we can resolve it. But rather than like blame, blame, blame. And that's the thing. There's so much outward energy going, it's the world's fault, it's my mum's fault, my dad did this, my ex was a fucker, you know, and that's it. But instead of actually owning every bit of our energy, owning every, every aspect of our life, then we, we, we immediately more in a powerful place to create something different and go in a different direction. There's, there's so much power in taking responsibility for your part in, in whatever it is. It is holding yourself accountable. And I can understand how, you know, for some people that might feel quite daunting. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be the one to blame. It doesn't fit the story that I told myself. But actually, it puts you in a really powerful position, you know, like you've just said. It gives you the tools now to make a change. And, and you really are that powerful. It's just understanding that actually, this is how I contributed it. And this is how I can contribute to this situation or whatever whatever it is differently yeah no it's 100 percent. like you know i i i want people to get this more and actually it's without feeling kind of um feeling sorry for ourselves at the same time mm. because i know that it's really easy to be um a victim in life and and people want to to even put you in that place and they want to and i think sometimes that's why we don't even share because you don't want people feeling sorry for you. No one will ever mm -hmm. want you to pity them. And you don't even really want to pity yourself. Mm. And so I think um, that's why Brené Brown's work is so powerful. Like, and understanding that there is power in our vulnerability. And that we should all welcome that vulnerability. And understand actually we are so much more connected with our vulnerabilities than we are anything else. Yeah. Um, and, and then from that space, we can own it and we can create and transform. That's, that's all the work that I do. It is, it's pure transformation and it is full ownership. It is no bypassing anything.
you can't <laughs> because if mm. you really want to change you're going to have to see your part that you played in everything that you have created in your life so far yes even if you know because it's not conscious and it's not about blame and it's not like yes it's your fault <laughs> but like circumstances and what you're born into and the stories that you've inherited you know yeah. some of that okay it's not necessarily all your fault right because it, it's just how it's been in generations and that's why healing the, the generational trauma is a big part of, of what i do and helping people understand that and seeing the story the transformation really 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 comes from recognizing that the healing is your responsibility yes and it's also when you are in a position where you're willing to look at it in this way it's giving you context isn't it it's giving you real good context so that you can now make different choices informed choices you can actually take the lead rather than feeling like life is happening to you life is happening for you how yeah. can you be the catalyst for change and all yeah. of that and it's, it's not about you know blaming yourself it's about yourself taking responsibility and, yeah. and that's powerful a hundred percent like yeah. that's it and just find people who who can hold that space for you find people that aren't going to judge you find a, a community of people that way you can just be open and honest and feel held really mm. sincerely held um that has been for me a big game changer um and i'm so glad that you are creating this environment for people for for other queens out there and helping them find their voice and helping them understand that um yeah like what we say about ourselves is so important. Like that's, that's more important than what other people think and say about us. We, you know, it, re it really is. And it's also, you know, you're reinforcing something for your inner child, for your subconscious. And so your language really needs to reflect that. But when you do that, you just, you just develop this beautiful blossoming relationship with yourself and you feel like you can trust the decisions that you make you feel like you can take control that you can make a difference that you can really push forward and achieve whatever goals you have or you can really take care of yourself you feel stressed right now but you know what to do to help yourself feel better or cope with it um and it's all interlinked really it really is and ironically you know sometimes self-care is often he's looked at as it's really selfish how dare you put your needs first oh, yeah but actually when you take better care of yourself you're in a better position to take care of everyone else um, I was having the same conversation yesterday with a, with a, with a friend of mine and she's, she, you know, she's a single mum of two and um, I'm the same, you know, I'm, I've got two kids, I'm here on my own and I, I'm always saying that, you know, my kids, they, they're going to suffer if I'm, I'm suffering, ultimately. So uh, how, how are you with, you've got, I know you've got kids, how does it work for you and how you parent? Um, <laughs> that's a million dollar question. It has been challenging but it's better now yeah. um my children are quite like me we all like our alone space as well so often we can all be in the house and in different rooms and we're all comfortable with that yeah um we yeah it's it's been quite an emotional time because you know there's all these emotions there's all these changes there's nowhere to go and while they have a relationship with the other parent i'm the primary parent and i'm here for for all of that but also I know that if my mental health is not great, 
I can't take care of them properly. No, and there's never. been t- there's, there's been times when I can have a break, and there's been times where I really needed to, and I couldn't. Yeah. And I and I I almost fell apart at one point. But what could I do? I had to make dinner. I had no yeah, choice yeah, but yeah. to get through. Yeah. And rather than holding it in, I couldn't even hold it in. You know, I cried. I was upset. Yeah. And yeah. part of me used to be like, you know, you shouldn't show your kids that you, you know, that you're upset or that you're sad. But actually, my the view, actually, they need to see this is this is stress. This yeah. It's normal. Right. It's it's okay. Mommy is stressed right now. It's bravery, darling. It's bravery. Mm. It's honesty. It's what the world needs. It's authenticity. It's it's raw and it's um, I won't hide away from that and I won't ever shy away from my truth. And I had a lot of um a lot of critique about some of the things that I've shared with my ch- my, my son, who's now 11, including, you know, the whole HIV diagnosis, everything. And people are like, well, you could, cause it was immediately, because people think that you should be ashamed of something like mm. that. And that you should never, you, it's a way of, you must protect your children from something like that. Well, it's actually like a very normal part of life. And there's the stigma that's attached to it more than anything that it can cause and, and damage people than, than anything else. And that's why I, I feel that, no, it was my duty to to him. And to, it also, as a part of education, you, you can see what happens mm. in life when... Um, you know, maybe you're not so careful or whatever. And th- these are the these are the things. These are the consequences of, of our actions. So I think I want to be taking obviously radical responsibility for my own life, but also showing him like you know this is the real and raw part of life that we should never really hide from. We should always mm. be open and honest. But I know from my own experience growing up with my mum. And I think it's just, I, I, I'd like to think that we are moving away from that as parents, that, you know, we, we keep secrets. Yeah. And we we tell our, we don't want to tell our, our, our kids, I mean, my, my son knows, there's not really anything that he doesn't know that I've, I've, about me and what I've experienced in life. And also just to release all that shame from, you know, like, you don't feel shame as as a as a, yep. as a human being the experience of of being a human being is that um you will make mistakes in life you you will fail um, in many ways you don't really fail because i feel like what we've what we go through and what we survive or whatever we build resilience we build strength and ultimately still winning we <laughs> we build wisdom i mean this is the wisdom mm-hmm. my experience is I can only hope that he will learn from some of the, my my mistakes and and not repeat them and and be like yeah like this is a real thing in life and my mom taught me this and and also just kind of like well self acceptance is the ultimate mm. self love isn't it this is it like for me if my children get cross or they get um, upset or whatever I'm like that's fine cry get all the tears out it's good to cry yeah. like, i don't want them to become adults that don't know how to do that but no. they're only going to know how to do that if i'm modeling it as well yeah. and so it's 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 good for me to do that but also it's creating room for them to not feel ashamed to feel sad or, or whatever yeah. it is that they're feeling um, so we have this open space between us but also children aren't stupid my my children know if i'm not feeling myself are you okay yes. mommy you yourself yeah so rather than you saying no i'm fine yeah. and gaslighting i'm yeah. literally like mommy's having a sad day today but 
but I'm going to be okay. But do you know what I mean? Cause I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful, darling. And so I congratulate you for being that in, and, you know, having these conversations that, you know, there's parents out there who, who are listening and maybe even single mums that are like us who are listening and thinking, yeah, uh, I mean, I've always, I have, well, I have a lot of friends that always say, you know, they'd really admire the, the way I handle a lot of th- situations, okay, and, and the relationship I have with my children. And many people actually do want to be like that. And mm. it's, it's, it's just society. It's just, it's culture. It's, it's conditioning. It's kind of yeah. like, and it's, it's really is preventing, I think, this deep healing that we need to do. It's because we need to release all of that and yeah. just feel, just fucking be free. Like, like yeah. I'm not tied down to the, the weight of my mistakes from my past. I'm not carrying all that stuff because I know how that can manifest in the body as a physical illness. Mm-hmm. And I, I know how cancer can, can manifest in the body. Itself, and I know what's, what's associated with that. And, and nine times out of 10, it's because of all that stuff we're still carrying in us and that we're, we're ashamed of. Mm-hmm. So releasing the shame, being brave enough to share your stories. And that's what we're all here to do. So oh, I've really enjoyed being with you. We've been here for God nearly an hour now chatting away. Um, it's been really good. It's been lovely, darling. And just tell me a little bit about um, your awesome thing, because that looks really interesting and, and what you've created there. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So with Awesome, um, I initially set out to create a company that focuses on business and brand communications, really, which sounds very corporate. Um, And what that initially looked like was training and social media management. However, I really feel called to turn it into a membership which supports not aspirational women who are a combination of finding their own voice and building their own brands and want to merge the two because there's a lot of skills that I've gained over the years around content creation and um, communication social media workshops that I can give but in a space for women who are at the beginning of their confidence journey as well I feel like the two are so important because how can you put your voice out there in your social media captions if you're, you're not quite sure yet what your voice is. Um, so I w- I'm creating something around that. But also I have the awesome card, which, cards, which are like a coaching tool, mm. which are a pack of intuitive cards that you can use in planning your content, whether it's a workshop, website copy, newsletter, coaching session, sessions. Everybody uses it differently. And the way that you would use it is you could use a card at a time. You could shuffle them and ask for guidance. Um, people did that at the weekend and it worked. And there's some prompts on there with some um, that will prompt your thinking and some suggestions on how you can communicate a particular point. And the idea is not that they will give you all the answers because they don't, but actually you'll look inwards for the answers because you already have them. You just needed the right questions. Good stuff, darling. Oh, well, I'm going to put all the information in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you and you're a huge inspiration. Um, I love all the things that you create. I love the space that you hold for others. Thank you for being you in the world. (laughs) Thank you for being you. I'm just so glad that we finally... um, had a chat i feel like we could talk for a long time but we'll stick at an hour today yeah. <laughs> speaking, 
I know, I know. I, I think we've really touched on some really important things. Um, and yeah, it is a journey, guys. As I said, it's, it's always about that. I think it is about, it's never about the destination. I think it's always kind of like when we're focusing on getting there and I'll be happy when this happens and I'll be happy in that. We miss some of the most amazing magical moments in our lives. Mm. Like, you know, just, um, you know, even with myself, just being here and in the now and being present to my kids and like noticing all these things that I wouldn't notice that would just miss me if, cause I'm so focused on what happened or I'm worrying about a future that does not yet exist. So always come back in to the, the moment, the day, stay in the day, like stay like, if you're only just focused on today and, and feeling good for today and tomorrow won't up and just, I'm here in, I'm in this day. That's, I think that's yeah. really, really powerful. And that's a really good message. I'd love you all to go away with today. Thank you for being here. And no doubt we will connect and speak really soon. You have an amazing, wonderful day, darling you too thank you take care I'll speak soon okay bye-bye looking for a particular part then look no further rush truck center's all makes parts catalog features more than sixteen thousand of the most popular all makes parts from the top suppliers in the industry and with the quality brands you know and trust and at 164 full color pages this is their biggest catalog to date our friends at rush truck centers have great deals for you all year long check out their monthly parts and service specials in store and online and when you're ready to order shop online with parts connect at rushtruckcenters.com expect more from rush truck centers